Hi, I'm Jesse Pruitt, and this is The Light of Hope. We thank you for joining us. We appreciate every time that you do. We are studying through the Gospel of John, and I believe this is our third uh, episode, so you're if you're just joining us, you can catch them up. They will be on, on the uh, whatever website or host that you're listening through. They'll be on there, and uh, you can always go back and listen to them again. We appreciate you doing so and sharing them with your friends. Uh, we're here to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what this is all about. So let's get right into our lesson today. Last episode, we spoke for a few moments about the Christ, the great illuminator. And uh, we covered verses four and five, and in him was life and the light. Uh, the life was the light of men. <clears throat> and uh, so today, we're going to skip down a few verses, and we're going to talk about Christ, the godly indweller. Um, verse 11 says, he came to his own. This is John chapter 1, by the way. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. Now, he's talking about the nation of Israel there. <clears throat> but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Now, uh, I believe it is the King James that says the power to become the children of God, but it, uh, right uh, in its power in the sense of right or the authority. Um, it's It would be much like us giving someone power of attorney or something like that, giving the authority to become the children of God. Now, I don't want us to get too wrapped up in that authority because I think sometimes we some play that too uh, too low and some too high. I think sometimes we get wrapped up in ourselves and we think, well, look at all that we have authority. And there, there's a moment to take that, that authority into consideration. But um, we need to understand that we are simply uh, children of God and we are very blessed to be so. And it's by His grace that we are. But He did give us uh, the right to become the children of God. And that, that is the you might say the power behind uh, why we do what we do and and uh sharing Christ with the world because we are the children of God and and we have believed in his name okay so verse 13 says uh, who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God and verse 14 is uh, where we're going to focus most of our time here uh, for a few moments here today and the word, now this is the Lagos that was spoken of in verse 1. Uh, the Lagos, which is the word, and it will be capitalized in your Bible, and it is a direct reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lagos, or the word, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, Again, this is the, the godly indweller, Christ Jesus, and it's very important for us to understand. He is not just simply a great teacher or a great prophet, as many <clears throat> believe him to be, excuse me, but he is the God-man. He is the God-man. He is God incarnate, and he is deity. Okay, and the, the the point that I want to make here briefly today 
is that very point. He is the God-man, God incarnate in the robe of flesh. Why is that so important? Um, Many times people take that for granted, and what we need to understand is that is very important to our salvation because had Jesus Christ simply been another flesh and blood man and nothing more than that, he would not be able to uh, give himself a, a, a sacrifice for our sins any more than I would be able to do so. Because he is the God-man, because he is uh, God in the flesh, then he is able to offer himself for our sins. And that's important. God uh, had planned this, the Bible tells us, before the foundations of the world that he had already in his heart and mind determined that Christ would, he knowing, you know, that we would sin, he knew that, uh, that he was going to offer the Lord Jesus Christ as the perfect sacrifice for our sins. <clears throat> now, he being the godly indweller and he inhabiting flesh, it, it, it just, to me, it just gives a beautiful picture of how that later he would inhabit us in the form of the Holy, in the person of the Holy Spirit. And he does. And I've had people ask me, well, you mean to tell me that you think God lives in you and you talk to him and all that kind of, kind of thing? And I go, yes, because he does. He lives, his spirit dwells within the, the heart and lives of, of the believer. And, uh, now we're not God, and we don't we don't claim to be God, and we're not saying that we are God by no means. We're simply His servants, but He does want to come and live in your heart, and that is very important. That is exactly why He came to this earth. Now, the reason His own did not receive Him, speaking of the nation of Israel here, and we're only going to have a few moments to talk about this on these short podcasts, but the reason that they did not recognize him. They were looking for a Messiah. However, they were looking for the type of Messiah at that time that would come and be a military ruler that would come in and and, uh, chase the Romans out of their country. Uh, They were occupied by the Roman government, the Roman soldiers, and they wanted them out of that country, and they wanted to be able to run their own lives, as as you might imagine anyone would, would enjoy that freedom. Um, the thought of that freedom, and they weren't expecting Jesus to be a, uh, as as one of the Gospels presents him, a suffering servant. That'd be the Gospel of Luke. Um, he came, first of all, the first time, to offer himself the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice for our sins. Now we've noted, and I believe most um, most scholars, I guess you'd say, I don't consider myself a scholar, but most people would, I believe, agree. Most conservative uh, Bible scholars would would agree that he was uh, actually he actually died on the cross on the Passover, and I believe the Bible teaches that. And uh, that would be the 14th of Nisan. And he gave himself the perfect sacrifice. And so he was the Passover, the Paschal Lamb. And that's exactly uh, who he is and why he came. Now, we're not going to get much further than this today because 
I think this is so, so important. Um, so many religions, and you ask people today, well, do you believe in Jesus? Oh, yes, yes, I believe in Jesus. Do you believe, you know, that, that he died for your sins? And they might say, oh, yes, yes, I believe that too. And they, and you, you might even ask them about their faith. And they, you know, it kind of, let me just say this for a moment. And I don't mean to complain here, but it, I am a little bit, um, unnerved sometimes by people who use the term, I'm a person of faith. Well, that's fine. But when you were talking about being a Christian, we need to be more specific than that. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, anyone can be a person of faith in anything. I can have faith in the chair that I'm sitting in. But to say you are a Christian and you believe in his name or believe in him for salvation, now that goes um, goes much, much deeper. Now, in when I teach this um, in, in a live setting, which I'm doing in our church, Alamo Heights Baptist Church in Midland, Texas, that's every Wednesday, 9630, we're, we're going through this book. And I use this illustration, and I'm going to use it here. I've used it for many years. Uh, there was once a story. Now, whether it was true or not, I don't know. It was a good story, and I think it gives the illustration here. So bear with me. Uh, was a, there was a guy who had a high wire act um, in a circus, and he would push a specially made um, wheelbarrow across a tight wire, a, you know, the high wire act. Some people just walk across the thing, and he would push this wheelbarrow. Well, it got to the point there where he he was so good at it, he, he would put uh, heavy bags, you know, feed sacks and things like that in it. And he was at a particular place, and he um, asked people, did they believe that he could push, you know, 200 pounds across that thing? And everybody raised their hands. Oh, yes, 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 we believe it. And the, the crowd was cheering, and he said, well, how many of you believe that I can uh, push a 200-pound person in this wheelbarrow across there. Well, everybody raised their hands and they were cheering. And then when he asked, well, who's ready to get in the wheelbarrow? Nobody raised their hand. All of a sudden, <laughs> that faith <laughs> kind of waned a little. Um, the point is this, or do we really believe in Jesus? Uh, or do we put our faith and trust him in him so uh, sincerely that we are trusting in him and him alone for our salvation. And that's the point here. That is the entire uh, reason that we're doing what we're doing. I want you to know, and I don't want to cause you to doubt, but I want you to be actually sure of your salvation. I want you to know for sure that he is your Savior and Lord. So what we're doing is we're we're helping you to uh, to know that whether you whether you are saved or whether you're not. So you need to understand that Christ came to this earth, the God-man, 100% God and 100% man. And I, you've heard me say it before. He's the only 200% person that's ever lived. Uh, that's that's, uh, that's a, a big fancy term that we, we, we've mentioned before, um, the, the hypostatic union, uh, being God and being man, all at the same time. And some people just have a real problem with that, but yet you'll be surprised at some of the things they'll say that they believe in. 
<laughs> but they have trouble believing in Jesus. But God became flesh. That's exactly what the scripture is saying here. And that's exactly what John is teaching. And that is so very important for our salvation. It's important for mine and it's important for yours to know that God came God himself in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, let me tell you one more thing real quick from Hebrews chapter 1. Because you see, nobody has really seen God except through Christ. And and the the writer of Hebrews says that that even though God had spoken to the fathers and the prophets in many ways and many uh, times in the past, in verse 2 he says, in these last days, has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And that's exactly what John had just been saying. And the verse 3 really brings it all to a point. And he, talking about Jesus Christ, is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. And when we had made purifications of sin, he sat down at the right hand of majesty, of majesty on high. So Christ Jesus is the exact representation. So if you want to know who God is, then you find out who God is through knowing Jesus Christ, the person of Jesus Christ. That's the that's the way we know the Father, because the John will tell us even later on. We're going to see as we get through this study. The only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. That's just the way God intended it to be. Now I'm glad you're joining us on this, and we're gonna we're gonna get right down to it. But I hope you'll continue. And so until next time, this is Jesse Pruitt, The Light of Hope.